All right. This is Indestructible Gaming. Uh, today we're joined by Jimmy Terrell and Eric Saar from Subpixel, located in California, creators of the app game Ready, Set, Go. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, Thank thanks. you. Um, Mr. K, do you want to get started? Yeah, why not? So how long has Subpixel been in the game design business? Yeah, so... Uh, business is a funny word. Uh, we, we, we just, yeah, we, we sort of just, uh, just started this thing, um, less than a year ago, um, have been toying around with a few different ideas and ready set goat was really like our first full release. So as, as a business Subpixel has not been around for too long, but it's, it's kind of interesting. We've, we've kind of always wanted to get into indie game development and, and start a, a company of our own. So, um, We've we've kind of had the idea of starting Subpixel for several years. I've owned the domain for like nine years, and I've always joked around with people that it's my <laughs> it's the name of my future game development company. So it's a good name. Find, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. It's sort of like um, you know, there's like pixel perfection, but like there's subpixel perfection. It's like what's between the pixels? Like what's what's not visible to the to the common eye? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of. Um, the, the, that's one of the focuses of the company is to kind of make unique and interesting games like that. So, um, yeah, the idea has been around for nine years. Um, even before that, I, I got into indie game development when I was a teenager uh, and made my first video game when I was like 14. Oh, wow. And uh, Eric and I have, have also worked in the game development business probably um, five years or, or more each. Um, so yeah, we've kind of been kind of been on the periphery of of true game development, but this is our first indie release. Hmm. So where did you two meet, uh, and, and how you what made you make this uh, jump into this type of business together? Yeah, we worked together at two previous companies. Actually, we met at a startup that was called Playdom. It was in the California Bay Area. We were making social and mobile games. This is back in like two thousand nine. Okay. And uh, that company actually got acquired by Disney while we oh. were there. Oh. And uh, so we started working on some games with Disney IP, which was pretty fun at the time. Oh, Jimmy worked wow. on a Star Wars game. I worked oh. on a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Um, but, you know, the games industry is a tough business. So mm-hmm. we both ended up leaving that. And Jimmy actually founded a company, um, a non-gaming company called Reflective. That was a, uh, a SaaS business, like selling you know, business software. Um, and I joined him there and we ended up working there for another five years after Playdom and sort of seeing more of the business side of, uh, of running a company. Um, and then, uh, we both left there, uh, last year and said, Hey, you know, we've had enough of the sort of hardcore business. Let's, (laughs) let's go back to game development. That's where, where the passion is. So we sort of started fiddling around with a few game ideas and, uh, managed to actually finish a game, which is always the hardest step. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the cycle, but yeah, we worked together for, I guess, 10 years at various different places. And that's so pretty impressive. Seems like a good fit. Yeah. We know that we know that we don't, uh, we don't drive each other too insane. So <laughs> we thought we could maybe, uh, maybe make some games together. It's yeah. funny. Cause this was, this has kind of always been in the cards. Cause me and Eric, we, uh, when we worked at Disney, uh, we'd, we'd stay late at the office playing video games with each other. And then, uh, when we were at reflective, we would, we would do the same thing. We, we were like there until midnight, some nights just on our, uh, work computers playing, playing video games. And we still play video games together. So 
this has kind of always been in the cards and, and we finally decided to do it uh, almost a year ago. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It is pretty cool. So, yeah, pretty, pretty so besides race and goad, is Subpixel working on any other projects? So it's just the two of us right now. So it's hard to juggle multiple projects at once. <laughs> and, uh, there's more complexity to Ready Set Goat than it appears there is on the on the surface. Um, so that's our main focus. We started working on sort of a bigger idea initially. I think this probably happens to a lot of companies, but we had sort of big dreams. We started working on it. We realized, whoa, this can take a long time. We need to learn some more about the process and about um, you know the the tools we're using and what it's like to launch a game. Um, so Jimmy actually had the idea to work on a smaller project, something that we could get done quickly. Um, and we made ready to set code and we've had a really positive response. People really like it. Um, you know, obviously you guys wanted to talk to us, so that's, that's, uh, <laughs> yep. exciting. So, really um, fun. yeah, so we decided let's focus on that for a little while. Let's keep putting some more into it. We're enjoying it and, um, people like the game and that's kind of the hardest thing to find is, you know, a game people actually like to play. Yeah. So we're going to focus on that for a little while. Okay, cool. Cool. So I, I know, I enjoyed um, your website. It, it's a simple website. It's only a few pages, but I really enjoyed reading the development, uh, game development information that you guys both put out. I don't know if they were like separate blogs that you uh, put yeah. out on a different site. Yeah, blog posts, yeah. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because it kind of gave you some background information of like how to create a game and some of the techniques that you use and stuff like that. Is this is this something that you guys, you know, would consider doing helping people along with making games in the future or, or is yeah, it? no, absolutely. I, I, I think that the, the, like the teaching uh, and sharing aspect of, of any sort of creation is, is um, it's kind of uh, it's fun and it's a noble effort. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I enjoy doing that. Um, I, I would be lying if I said that this, it wasn't also part of our um, marketing and promotion strategy too. You know, we want to, we want to, um, try to cast as wide a net as possible. And in the, in the indie game development business, it's, it's kind of tough to, uh, to reach an audience, to just find an audience. It, it sort of starts with your family and friends. And then the next, yeah. the next closest thing that you can get to is other game developers. And so hope, hope that, they, that you can offer some content that, that they can actually consume and learn from and, and find useful. Uh, and also in the process, you know, try out your game and maybe share it with, with some of their friends. And that, that's sort of a, a method to, to break out so it's it's kind of a win-win for us because I think we we like to be able to share and teach. Um, we're also looking for a wider audience. So part of our strategy was just any any content that we could share um, that could be useful or consumable by other game developers or even people in other businesses. Um, just put it out there, whether it's it's actual code, uh, which you might have seen in one of my blog posts, mm-hmm. um, or if it's or if it's even like. Uh, you know, a blog post on how to analyze your, um, your player base or, or how to, how to market your game, just really anything that you can kind of come, come up with. Um, there, there's a benefit to kind of putting it out there. And so that was, that was part of the strategy. Um, and I, and I'd say, I just, I, I enjoy doing that stuff. It's a lot of work though, you know, like kind of coming up with that blog article, uh, right. and, and putting enough, you know, information in it that it's actually useful. But this is a good forcing function because it's like I know that there's actually a, a benefit to it too. It's not like I'm just going to put it out there and you know maybe somebody will read it and maybe somebody won't. Um, this way, I know that if I put it out there, like I I can probably get eyes on it and there could be a benefit for our, our company as well for our game. So um, 
so yeah, I, I, I think that we'll be doing that a lot in the future. Uh, haven't really, we haven't really formalized a strategy around that or, or really uh, talked about it much, but, um, I think it's just something that, that kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. That's, that's cool because I, I didn't learn, I learned a lot of stuff through that. That's great. Even, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. So yeah. who came up with the idea for the goat? <laughs> yeah. So the goat, uh, came from, so the original version of ready, set goat was a, very small game that I made for a game jam. Um, and the game jam was like five days. I basically fooled around for two days, just trying to figure out like, what am I even making? Just experimented with different things and then, uh, finished the initial game, uh, in three days. But at that point it was, it was all just squares running around on the screen. There was no goat. There was no, no creeps, no bad guys. There was these two blocks hanging in midair that I knew I wanted there, but I didn't know exactly what they would end up being in the future if they were going to be anything. Hmm. Um, and uh, one of the things about the, the player's character, the avatar, uh, was like, when it would jump, I added like a, a rotation animation so that it would always be doing flips. So it would do a flip whenever you hit jump and it would land on the enemy and then it would do another flip off that enemy. And it reminded me of these videos that I've seen of goats. I don't know if you guys have seen these. I, I might be the only one. <laughs> where it's like the goats are just they're going crazy running around jumping yeah. off of everything including yeah. other goats yeah now i want to now i want to see that <laughs> it's hilarious yeah you gotta look yeah. it up, up yeah. the look they'll it do up like later. backflips off of other goats yeah um, that's impressive so much energy yeah yeah i wish we could do that just it, backflip it's off of like, other people <laughs> yeah it, it violates the laws of physics yeah um and anyway so i was well, i was looking at my own game and i literally had the idea what if it was a goat and I, I posted that into our Discord channel. And I think everybody was just like, yeah, that, that sounds good. Like, let's go with that. Um, so then it went into the, the more visual design phase of like, how do I fit a goat into what, what, what used to be a square and figuring that stuff out. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of the initial idea behind it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I, I've seen some of those videos of watching goats in somebody's, you know, uh, backyard where they have tons of them and you get that you get that one like young goat that just decides everybody's you know a ramp or some kind of trampoline i'm gonna bounce off (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so it's it is fun to watch yeah Um, the goat in ready set goat is is definitely based on those goats yeah (laughs) so how long did it take you guys to develop the game yeah, so like I was saying, the, the initial game jam, um, if you look at it, it's, it's actually still up on itch.io. Oh, it is? Uh, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. okay. It's, it's like, you know, just the square block version. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll keep it up there uh, for educational, for posterity purposes. You yeah. Know? Um, it's yeah. kind of cool to see. It's always good to look back at the stuff you made. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it's, it's different from the game that we have now. Um, but you can definitely see there's, there's a lot in common still. Um, so, so three days is is all it took to to get that far, but you know, it was missing quite a bit. Um, and actually that's where Eric came in kind of filling in there's, they say that there's like the 80, 20 rule and the game. Yeah. Maybe was 80% done on the, with the game jam. And like, if you, if you think about it, the, the last parts, it's like art and like actually publishing it to a, to a phone it sounds like the stuff that you can do kind of at the end, maybe that's a naive opinion, but um, it's, it really, it takes a long time. And so it kind of requires 
somebody else's eye to come in and say like, Hey, maybe you should go in this direction. Maybe we should do this and, and uh, getting it really polished for production. So that when it hits audiences, they, they really connect with it. Um, but yeah, so all that took months, maybe, maybe like five months, I think of putting the final polish on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, some of it was more important than others, but I think, uh, in the end it, it ended up being a really good game and there's a lot of features in it. Like, like things like, um, we really wanted a leaderboard in there to, to kind of mm-hmm. drive the, the competitive spirit. And, and so people could see what, what is, what is actually capable or what, what can be done in this game? Like what can, are people capable of, uh, and give them kind of a target to aim at. Um, and so like little things like that, like getting that to work for both Android and the iPhone, uh, was, you know, just took more time than we expected. Um, artwork, I was the, I was the sole artist for, yeah, all of the art that's in the, in the game right now. And I'm not really an artist. So mm-hmm. I, I really struggled with that. I mean, like things that would take maybe a, a regular, uh, game, game artist or, or pixel art, um, uh, maker, um, what would take them maybe like days, probably took me weeks. So that was a, a huge slowdown too. And I, there was so much back and forth in my own head uh, about what was considered a final product for some of this artwork. And then I'd show it off to other, other folks um, and, and get their feedback and then kind of go sometimes go back to the drawing board or, or stuff like that. So, you know, I think in a larger game development studio, stuff like that can be streamlined and, and go way quicker if you actually have like a dedicated uh, experienced artists to do that stuff. Mm. But, you know, for us, we, we struggled a little bit, but it was, um, in the end, I think it was, we, we had the time, so that was good. And, uh, and we ended up really liking the final product. Yeah. That's always good. Now, Eric, you mentioned in, I think in one of your blogs that it's important to really, you know, make sure that the game is fun and play it constantly. And, and I'm sure you guys, and you mentioned something about you even made sure that when you were on vacation and, you didn't have internet connection to make sure you could still play it and stuff like that. So I guess that was real important for you guys as well to make sure that it was a big part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to work on something that you're not excited to play because you just, you know, you'll kind of burn out on it pretty quickly. So, uh, I think our focus was never about like, Oh, we're going to make money. We're going to get a million users. We really just wanted to build something that we would want to play and get competitive about. Mm-hmm. And we're both sort of more like competitive gamers. Like we, you know, we'll play first-person shooters, and Jimmy played, you know, a lot of uh, Counter-Strike growing up and stuff like that. So we're, you know, we're more sort of in the hardcore games area for our personal playing time. So when we were building it, we really wanted to build something that we felt like we could compete at and that had like the right skill level and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we, we played it all the time and we kept tweaking things to make sure that it was something that we were going to want to play, um, you know, mostly just so that we wouldn't get bored. But I think that actually really helped to make something that people have responded well to. Yeah. And I think that's probably something a lot of new game developers really don't maybe think about they they're they're in a hurry to try to kind of get something out there and they just want the money yeah Yeah. i'm gonna make millions of dollars and i'm gonna be you know that's gonna be on xbox and all this (laughs) and they don't really think about the whole process behind and i that's what you know again i liked a lot of of both of your blogs it really kind of kind of helps you know put together uh you know what you have to think about when creating a game and uh you know, and it's, it, it is true because I've always thought about, oh, it'd be fun to create a game, but the amount of work that you really, really have to put into yeah. it, um, 
to make a game good and fun, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a lot. But like, yeah, like Eric said, I think if you start from a place of like, this is a game that I would play and this is a game that I want to play and it, it seems enjoyable. Like that's a, that's a, always a good starting point. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So is, is there a certain game that inspired you to create ready, set, go? Yeah. So, uh, like, like Eric said, we both kind of come from more, uh, a competitive gaming background. Um, and I had always wondered, is it possible to make a game that, that really drives competition like that, that, um, inherently kind of makes people uh, compete with each other for whatever the highest score or whatever. Um, and I've, I've just thought about this for years. And that's, that's why I bought the subpixel domain and, and, created the subpixel logo 10 years ago, just cause I, um, I knew eventually I would, I would probably, um, experiment with this. Um, and yeah, so, so I think some, some games that inspired us were like, um, like Eric said, like counter-strike, like those types of, uh, competitive games where, oh, yeah. uh, really simple rules, I guess, and really understandable. Um, it's not like science pretty fiction. Big. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like science fiction or anything. And, and, uh, and, and you, you play it and you immediately know like what the objectives are. Um, and a lot of times if you, if you were doing uh, good or if you're doing poorly, there's, there's a, there's something that you can optimize on as a player. Um, and for some reason it's like, it's, it's like inherently known in a game like that. Um, there's, there's a lot of other games out there like that. Um, one of the games that was that really inspired ready set goat was this game called devil daggers. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, but I'm intrigued. No. Please nope. tell me yeah. more. <laughs> so it's a uh, first-person shooter, um, and it's all sort of like, it, it kind of reminds me of like old Quake graphics. Oh. Um, and there's no level design to speak of. It's just this open floor, like a, like a chessboard almost, like 64 by 64 or something, or, or 32 by 32. And uh, it, the, the only thing that you can do is basically fall off of this board. Uh, there's really no ob- obstacles other than that, but, but random enemies spawn there and they spawn in a specific pattern um, that you can learn. Um, and you basically have to do your best to maneuver your way, you know, around these enemies without touching them. And it's a one hit kill type of type of deal. Huh. Uh, and you can take them out as, as quickly as possible, or there's some other strategies involved too. Um, but actually Eric got me into that game. he, he heard about it and was just like, Hey Jimmy, I, I really think that uh, you would like this game. And I got <laughs> addicted to it. I was just like, I would be at the office by myself, the lights out. And it's like, it's kind of like a, a scary themed game. Ooh. And it's just scared the heck out of me uh, while I was there alone playing it. <laughs> um, but I got really, I, I just, I loved it. Um, I just, I just played it and, and really tried to get good at it. So um, I wanted to kind of bring that experience to mobile. And I also had always wanted to make a one button mobile game. I didn't want to, um, to make it any more complicated than that. Uh, and right around um, the time that Eric and I started working on, uh, on projects together uh, for Subpixel, there was that one button game jam that I was telling you about. And so that's, I decided to explore that. And so I just wanted to bring that kind of uh, similar gameplay where, you know, it's very, um, you know, it's very like, uh, I don't want to say twitchy. I try, I try not to use that word. It's not like a Twitch based <laughs> game, but it's a, it's very skill based. You kind of have to, to learn the mechanics of the game. Um, Easy to play, hard to master. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and, you know, learning the mechanics is sometimes not even enough and you have to learn the strategy and there's this, this overarching strategy that you have to learn about the game too. Um, and so I, I just wanted to bring that to, to, uh, mobile devices. And that was, that was the goal. Um, and it's funny cause I, I play ready, set, go now. And I really have the same, um, reaction that I did when I, when I would play devil daggers. So I actually want to play devil daggers again to kind of compare the two, but they feel very similar, uh, in, in, and they're actually, you know, you'd look at the two games, they're completely different. One is a 3d first person shooter. One is a 2d mobile platformer. Um, but they definitely evoke the same, uh, sense of, of urgency. Uh, and it's, it's just the same feeling. So Man, you make me want to play it. You got to try it. Yeah. If you're, if you're an FPS fan and you kind of like the high, the high score chasing games, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. It's really fun. And, and it's, again, you'll, you'll play the first time, um, and you'll lose in 20 seconds or something. <laughs> you'll think it's impossible. And then you look at the scoreboard and people have, they'll, they'll get to like the 10 minute mark and you're just like, how is that possible? Um, and it's, it is, you know, if you just kind of put the time and effort into it, it's totally possible. And I think a lot of people are, are capable of kind of adapting to these types of games, um, given the opportunity. And so I think that that's why this type of game is great for mobile because it reaches such a wider audience where um, people who normally wouldn't play this type of game are now a little more interested in it. Um, and, and we've seen players who, you know, don't even really play games a lot get ridiculously high scores in ready, set, go. And that's, that's kind of, um, that was one of the theories that we had early on and, and it worked out. So it's, it's, um, it's kind of proven to be true. Hmm. So were there uh, any thoughts on changing the game halfway through development, like the character or gameplay, or maybe changing the one button gameplay to multiple buttons at all? We never thought about changing to multiple buttons. One button was kind of the foundation. This is going to be a one button game. That's going to sort of be the guiding light for us. And that is helpful in some ways because it really keeps you focused. Mm. Uh, It does limit your options. You know, when we think, okay, we want to solve this problem. A lot of the solutions we think of involve other buttons. And so we have to rule all all of those out. Uh, But it really does sort of narrow our focus. Um, And we wanted it to be that kind of game. And, and, being a one button game, you know, you can, you can market it that way, but really the whole point is that it's going to be simple and easy for people to pick up people who maybe don't play a lot of other games. We don't want complexity. We want you to understand how the game works within like a few seconds of your first session. Um, you guys have played it. So you probably noticed there's not like a big to- tutorial that's hand- right. holding your hand through every step. You kind of get it. I within think that's the first couple better, seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was a, a big, um, a big guiding principle. So we sort of stuck with that. Um, we did add some stuff through development. You know, as Jimmy was saying, you know, we, we want to be competitive. We want there to be some skill to it. So, um, you know, we had a few ideas like initially there were enemies that just took one hit to kill, um, to stomp. And so we eventually added one that takes three hits to stomp and that spawns other enemies. Um, so that really adds sort of a challenge when you get up to some of the higher um, the higher tiers, you really have to strategize how you're going to do that. Um, we also added the the sunglasses mode, where if you get three hits in a row, you get sunglasses, and that That's provides how you get armor. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so those kind of, you know, obviously it's still one button, but now you're thinking not just how do I survive, but how do I chain together some stomps so that I can get that, and that's really going to help me keep going. Um, so. Honestly, it was, it's, it's amazing how similar Jimmy's initial three-day prototype is to the final in terms of gameplay. Um, I think he, he nailed the core idea of what we're going to do. And um, 
that was really the hard part. So after that, we just sort of added some additional depth uh, for, you know, to, to keep us interested as you get to higher and higher scores. But the core, um, the core didn't change that much. And that's actually not super common in game development. Usually yeah. you, you know, you're pivoting left and right uh, all the time until you find something that's fun. Um, but this, you know, whether it's uh, Jimmy's brilliance or just dumb luck, we stumbled <laughs> onto something that worked uh, the first time. And so we were able to <laughs> just dumb luck. go a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give you a little more credit than that, but uh, <laughs> whatever it was, it worked. And so we just had to kind of add some more depth features as we went along. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I love uh, one button games because uh, there's so many games out there, especially, especially on the phone sometimes where there's multiple things you got to do. And it's like, all right, it's really hard on a, yeah. on a mobile game to do more than one button. Sometimes it's just really yeah. kind of limited. Yeah. When, when the controls are actually the biggest barrier to, to playing the game, um, it kind of just makes you want to put the game down. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how, how, exciting or interesting the fun the 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 game is um it just makes you want to put it away and it's and that's so easy to do with a phone too it's not yeah almost like glued to it you know so yeah Yeah, we had a friend of ours who just had a baby and uh we got a great endorsement from her which was she said this was a perfect game for new parents because they can hold the baby with one hand (laughs) and play ready to go with the other hand so that was sort of that made the whole project worth it we felt like all right we've, we've achieved something yeah, that's always good. And I tried it, and I did download it actually on both Android and um, Apple. Um, so I had it on my uh, tablet, which is an Android tablet. And I I actually liked it better on the Apple because I was telling uh, Mr. K that on the phone, I could actually use both thumbs on, you know, depending on where the goat was on either end yeah. and stuff like that, nice. control them a lot faster. Whereas on the tablet, I I was tending to do a lot more of the moving around with my fingers mm. and trying to get them to do what I wanted to do. So, oh, interesting. Uh, but um, but yeah, I liked it a lot better on the phone. So, okay, which is great. That reminds me of a funny funny thing. I was so I've been testing on both uh, iPhone and Android devices, and would I I'll do this weird thing where I'll start the game at the same time using like two of my fingers and like hit the play <laughs> game button on two phones at the same time, and then try to tap on each screen at the same time to make sure that both games are playing the same cross platform. It's the hackiest way to do this, but, uh, it works. It worked for me. <laughs> so do you have an idea of how many people have downloaded ready sets? Sorry, ready said go since it's release. Yeah, we actually have a really good um, tracking system. We've got a, a third-party tool that we put in there, so we can kind of track everything. We can see everything that's going on, see you know how long people are playing for and what their high scores are, and pretty much every little thing we can follow up on. Uh, and that you know that that sort of was informed by our experience working on other products in the past where you really need to have instrumentation to know exactly what's going on. Um, so we have a pretty good tracking system in there. We've had a little over a thousand installs. That's pretty good. Yeah. Considering we haven't spent any money on it, usually, (laughs) you know, to, uh, to promote a game, you need to spend on advertising, cross promotion, you know, work on your marketing. Um, we're really doing this the bootstrap way. So we're, we're, you know, just the two of us, we, you know, we've done some Reddit posts and we've sent it to our friends and stuff like that. Um, and that was intentional, actually. We Our goal with the first version of the game was just to get feedback and find out if people like it. And um, and we've gotten that really good feedback. But with a game like this, it doesn't really make sense for us to pour any money into trying to market it when the game doesn't have any way of making money. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's totally free. 
we don't have any ads. We're never going to put ads in it. We hate when there's ads in games. Um, So, yeah, so we're not, that's kind of not the approach. And, you know, we have the luxury of having a little bit of time. We know we we were both working until last year. So we have a little bit of time where we can sort of fiddle around with the game and we're, um, and, and, you know, we're not working for some company that's pushing us to, you know, you need to make this money, you need to make this budget um, by, you know, by this date. So, um, so yeah, so we're able to kind of slow roll it, get some feedback and then decide what we want to do next um, before we, you know, sort of light a bunch of money on fire with advertising or anything, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, yeah. But we're really happy. A thousand installs is great. It's a big enough player base that we can actually get some feedback. We can look at the numbers, yeah. we can look at the progression and figure out where people are getting stuck or where people are dropping off. And that's going to inform the next steps of development for us for sure. Yeah, I don't think that we, we really uh, had foreseen this type of reaction to the game. We thought it would be, you know, um, some people would would try it and say it was fun, but I, you know, I didn't expect to see such competitiveness on the leaderboard. <laughs> um, so I think that kind of uh, made us rethink w- what this game was. And, th- and now I think this this launch that we had is more of a it's more of a late beta or like an early access and and we can see it. There's, there's a lot more to do with this game. There's a lot more potential. So, so we're going to take a lot of feedback and focus on it um, for a future, uh, for future updates. Yeah. And I mean, we found out about this game through Twitter. So, I mean, it was great that you guys were able to, you know, get out there on that. So, I mean, um, I think that's really helpful too, is, you know, advertising stuff on Twitter. It seems like there's a lot of indie game developers out there pushing their new products and development <laughs> out there on Twitter. So it's helpful. Yeah. There. Twitter and uh, Instagram has been, has yeah. been and, and honestly, Reddit has been, uh, has really come through. Um, it, it's, it, we can kind of see a measure measurable uptick in installs when we post to these different, different um, places. Uh, Reddit was one of the most surprising ones. I, I mean, not super surprising. We were hoping that this would happen, but um it just when when we saw the that that curve kind of go up when we did a, a certain Reddit post, it was just like uh, it, it took us all day to figure out if it was if if it was real or not because we didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, were uh, were there or are there any plans to add additional levels to the game? We're definitely talking about a bunch of different stuff. We want to make sure the game is uh, deep enough to keep people interested for a long time and keep it competitive. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of different ideas. We're playing around with ways to make the current level um, to add some strategy to it and to sort of, you know, add some additional depth. And we've definitely talked about some different level ideas. Um, but yeah, I, we're definitely going to add more stuff to it. What shape that takes is TBD. We'll see. We yeah. got to experiment. So we're kind of kind of go through the same process we did when we were initially developing the game, which is try a bunch of different stuff, see what we think is fun, and um, really play a ton of it. And then before we reveal what the the next version will be for players, but there is definitely more coming soon. Oh, cool! Excellent! Awesome! Now my score sucks. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. I've been playing for a little bit. I've been trying my best to pass my score. I suck at it. <laughs> what is now? What's your best? What's your guys' best record in the game? Right. So, uh, I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say because the thing is, I I think that I have have obviously put in. I must have put more more time into this game into playing this game than anybody else. Um, and yeah, I've, in one iteration of the game, I've gotten over like 550 seconds, something like that. Oh my god! But I, wow. I don't think that was quite the, the latest version of the game. 
Um, but I feel like that's sort of one of the things that you need if you're going to make a game like this. You, the, the creators actually have to be pretty pretty good at it because you want to be able to figure out like what is what what are we going to do in terms of making this game fun um, at the point where you know th- th- at some point we're going to have a certain percentage of our player population that has gotten above 100 seconds, above 200 seconds, above 300 seconds, and we have to kind of think all that through. Uh, in order to do it, you have to play it from the beginning to the end. You can't just you can't just start at 300 seconds and try to guess what the player is feeling at that point and, and try to um, extrapolate from there. It doesn't really work. So, yeah, I've just been playing my heart out. Um, Eric as well. I don't know what Eric's highest score is. Uh, do you know? Uh, that not that high. I I I think I've you know I've probably played the second most of anyone. So if if you look at like how much I've played versus what my high score is, I'm probably the worst goat player i'm i'm like really bad at platformers i always have been my virtue as a gamer is patience um you know i can i can i can play games that require you to you know patient be patient and grind a lot but i've just never been good at platformers but in this game because i've played so much i think my best is about 360 350 somewhere in that range that's um, that's that's better than mine and you know it took a long time for the first like several months i was like really struggling to get in the 40 50 range i think i've played so much that it's automatic i find that i'm actually best if i'm not really paying attention if i can just turn off my brain and just try to try to do it automatically um but we have a friend of ours, uh, my friend Sam, who has only been playing for the last couple of weeks since we've released the game. Um, and he's already, you know, blown way past me and he's been very committed, putting in several hours a day. So, um, <laughs> you know, he, the, definitely I'm not the uh, I'm not going to be the all time high score, but I may have the all time hours played when this is all said and done just because I like the game so much. Yeah. And you could definitely be the daily goat, you know, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty commonly. So. Yep. That's what so, I'm aiming for. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know offhand what the longest somebody has played? Like as far as what their record is? Yeah. I see I saw something I think uh, like four hundred and twenty two seconds was on there recently. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's and, it. Yeah. And that okay. number is is amazing. What is what is even cooler about that number is this person. I'm not going to say how much time they put in that day to get that score. They put, but they put in a lot of time. They woke up <laughs> at the crack of dawn because we we, and we we saw that score and we're just like, how did they do this? Um, they woke up at like 7:30 a.m., started playing, and just played for hours. Uh, and <laughs> finally, got that score, and and that is, you know, I haven't looked it up, but it, something tells me that that's a pretty typical day. So. It, it's kind of cool to see that this this game has found uh, such a committed audience, uh, people who are so dedicated to the game, um, and even after they get the the world world high score, they're they're still playing it for several hours a day. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, now that that certainly is a lot of commitment to you know to be that dedicated. They go, all right, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna break the record. I'm gonna yeah. be number one in the in this game. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna try. Impressive. I won't reach it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, Keep, playing. Keep playing. Keep <laughs> playing. Um, is there any idea of a ready, set, go to in the future or something similar? Well. You know, we've been talking about that, but I think for the moment, what makes sense is just to keep adding to the current app. You know, we haven't. We certainly have not. Uh, exhausted our audience yet we you know like i said we only have about a thousand players so um Mm. since we've gotten kind of the the um 
the thumbs up from the audience that, hey, there, you know, there might be something here that people like. We're going to keep adding to it. And, um, you know, the nature of games these days is that you can really easily update them and make improvements to the same app that people have already installed as opposed to something new. I think if we did a Ready, Set, Go 2, I think it would be something different. You know, it would be, uh, I don't know, a 3D version of the Go mm. or a different type of gameplay style. Whereas uh, we still feel like there's a lot that we can add to this version of the game to make it more fun and make it deeper. So it'll be more like a, an ongoing live service type of game as opposed to a bunch of different discrete iterations that we um, that we release as sequels. Right. Can't see what's. Can't, I can't wait to see what's coming down the line. Yeah. So, hopefully soon. Yeah. So I know everybody's right now dealing with the COVID-19 stuff. It has that quarantine type stuff affected you guys as far as developing? I mean, it seems like it's not really if you're right. just the two of you. Mm-hmm. But um, are, you, are you dealing with any of the issues where a lot of other developers might be dealing with? <laughs> yeah, not, not really. I think it hasn't affected the game much. Uh, it is definitely, I, I, I mean, personally, the quarantine has, has given me more focus. Uh, there's no, you know, I'm just, there, there's, I, I can't, I'm not really going outside. I'm not going, uh, going out much. So, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm bored, I'll just focus on the game. Um, the one, the funniest thing though, is that like me and Eric actually would see each other quite a bit. We, he'd come up once a week to, um, to test out the, the game and, and we'll talk about our strategy. Um, and so literally I think he's the last person who's been in my house <laughs> pre-quarantine. Hmm. Um, yeah, aside from my girlfriend and I, so yeah, I think that's the only thing it just kind of affects the the social dynamic. Um, but you know, I, I grew up playing, uh, video games, talking on ventrilo and mumble and, and, and those things. Um, so I'm kind of used to having that, that remote connection. Um, and it's, it's not that different from that. It's very, actually very similar. It's, it's almost like we're playing a game rather than making a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that we're still just as productive uh, still, you know, hoping that this thing's gonna gonna end pretty soon. So, you know, um, we'd have more FaceTime. Uh, that'd be nice. But uh, in terms of of the the game's roadmap, hasn't really been affected by it. Yeah, good. Um, and do you, I, as far as the studio, do you guys have like an actual studio that you go to, or do you just basically work from home and stuff like that on the game itself? Yeah, just just working from home. The, the yeah. studio is our homes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, if if, uh, if we figure out a way to to make some money off of Ready Set Go someday, <laughs> that's the dream. Right, right. <laughs> At least a, a small studio where we pay way too much uh, on rent in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, yeah. Was it, it now? Is it something that you think you guys would do? Uh, go to like a E three uh, conference or some kind of video game convention and promote Ready Set Go? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know that Ready Set Go is the is the right game to promote at those conferences, but mm-hmm. if it takes off, um, I could see that working. Like, you know, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't have said I would have said that Flappy Bird, for example, is not the game that you go to E three to promote. <laughs> but after it took off and had however many millions of players, um, at that point, I think they they made a, a good case to actually go to E three and and at least. Um, well, maybe not E3, but there's the GDC and talk about just like marketing strategy. Like how did they get the mm-hmm. game out there and how do they, how do they find an audience? So there's a lot of uh, useful information to share with other game developers. So w- we might have that. Um, 
but I definitely think that we'll go to conferences like that for future games. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we wanted to get this one out there quick, get the experience so we can work on something um, bigger and more in depth. And right now that we're, we're still going to focus on goat, um, but eventually we'll probably switch off to another game. Um, and I would love to go to a conference and uh, promote the game there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both go to uh, the PAX East conference here in Boston. Oh, nice. Um, you know, this, this year they were lucky enough to have it a little bit earlier uh, than they normally do. When, instead gotcha. of March, they had it in, at the end of February, so they got it in before. A lot of things really became difficult to, you know, for crowds and um, oh, okay. stuff. Did so, they move uh, it up on purpose? To um, I don't think they did on purpose. Okay. I, I think it was just a probably a change just, of time just because it of... It was just more know, convenience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so well, worked out. yeah, it worked out nicely for them, you know, yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to a PAX. Um, I would love to go, uh, to a PAX, um, just as, you know, as a, just to, to view the different games there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious, did you see any mobile games or, or games that were similar to Ready yeah. Set Go there? Uh, not, I didn't see games similar to that, but there were, there were a number of mobile game developers there. Very cool. Um, some, yeah, it's, my my wife and I usually on we go on a Thursday and a Friday where it's a little bit less crowded and um, uh, like I was telling Mister K, I, you know when I go to these things I I don't really worry about going to the big developers like the you know the Xbox and Nintendo and all I I spend my time wandering around and talking to a lot of the smaller uh, indie game developers yeah. because I think it's so much more interesting to find out what their game is about. Mm -hmm. and talk to them and try out their games and they're they're just dying to tell you about the game and yeah. get you to try it and, yeah you know and they're hey it's on steam right now but we're going to try to get it on xbox i mean so it's it's a lot more interesting to me mm -hmm. um you know some people go through these things and they want to spend their whole entire time standing in line waiting to go play you know animal crossing or something right, like right. that you know um yeah. to me that's not what I want to, I don't want to do that. I, I want to go and visit with everybody else and talk to them, find out what their game is, you know, add a, you know, I come back and I have like a list of games that I'm like, okay, I got to wait for this game to come out. I got to yeah, look for yeah. this one. So I it's love a, that. That's cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Is there something that um, draws you to more to indie games, you know, aside from, um, you know, meeting the developers and, and going to, to PAX, but is there something that you think is kind of inherent to the indie games um, that draws you to them as opposed to the the big triple a titles that are out there uh for me i think it's just you know a lot of it's just different games different styles of games um the the stories the stories and stuff like that um i'm i'm always i i like playing like a lot of different games different styles gotcha. so um i'm I'm like you, Eric. I'm not very good at platformer type mm -hmm. games, you know, uh, jumping and jumping and doing this and that. It's sometimes a little bit difficult for me, but, um, um, I, yeah, I, it's a mix for me. I mean, I do like the big game, big title games. They're a lot of fun, but I think a lot of the indie game developers, um, there's a lot of interesting games out there and yeah, I think there's a little bit more variety and, uh, different styles of games. And mm. uh, it's, it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of fun to play them. I mean, it's, yeah, there's going to be some games that aren't going to be that great, but this, there's, yeah. I, I mean, we've been doing this uh, for about eight weeks now and the, the, the games that I played, I mean, you know, I may have 
sat and tried some of them or some of them I might have and then like, Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm not, you know, yeah. but, but between Mr. K and I, we, we kind of throw titles out there and we're like, how about this game? Let's try this. Let's try this. And, and you end up finding games that you're like, wow, this is really fun. This is a yeah. really fun game. So very cool. I mean, I I'm, think indie games, like I like indie games because you feel with some, with most games, I feel like you feel the, the passion the developers have put in. And I feel that with Ready Said Good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You guys, you guys put a lot of work into this, and that's what I feel a lot of indie developers do. But they get slept on, and mm. that that upsets me. Mm. <laughs> so it's I feel like it's deserved to go out and play these games for them, so that they can continue what they like to do, and then they can build upon themselves and make the games even better than before. Yeah. That's a that's a great perspective. We need we need more players like you, I think, <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mister K is. Um, I, I I keep telling him he's got to somehow get a career in uh, game. Uh, you know, you get those guys that play uh, professional, like e e sports or the other games and stuff like that. And yeah, he's one of those. He's one of those guys that I I've never seen anybody play a game and just like defeat games. Like, oh really? Just crushing. like yeah, like I mean he when when Cuphead came out, he defeated Cuphead and got a hundred percent got a hundred percent on it. And I was I like, Are you get past I, the second level on Cuphead? I was like, Are you kidding? <laughs> it was just, it was so hard. <laughs> but he he takes I mean he will he'll spend so much time trying to defeat the game and get through the whole entire game just so yeah. he can experience the whole whole game. And and I think that's um it's just one of those things that, that I think has made it, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we did this podcast mm-hmm. was just to sort of, you know, try out different games and get him to really, I mean, he, cause he, he can, like I said, he can get into these games and really explain them and talk more about them. Whereas, gotcha. you know, um, whereas I, I have a little bit more trouble <laughs> getting through some games sometimes and my skill level is not as good as his, but um but it's been a lot of fun doing this. So um, anything cool. you guys want to uh, plug uh, before we end the, the interview, anything you, like on Twitter or anything that you guys are doing right now, blog wise, Eric, you can, can you think of anything? Just play the game. Yeah. Anybody who <laughs> listens to this, it's totally free. It's on iOS and Android. Just go to readysetgoat.com and uh, you'll see some gameplay videos there and you can get access to the iOS and Android versions. And uh, we're really just looking for player feedback. We're really responsive because we have a small player base. So we'd love to hear from anybody who plays it and has any thoughts. Um, and yeah, that's it. Just, you know, just play this fun free game. That's all we ask. Now, you guys were talking about like you wanted testers on the website, I saw. Sure. Yeah. If there's uh, you know, we we're, we're it's still at that point where we're looking for feedback, we're trying to figure out the next the next steps and definitely if folks, you know, hit any issues, you know, if you've got some old Android phone or something and mm-hmm. and you hit some issues, then we want to hear about that for sure. Um, so, um, you know, you can contact us through the website. You'll see there's a contact email. You can post on reddit you can find us on twitter or instagram um so just reach out to us any which way and we'll be happy to hear from folks yeah and anyone who i'm looking at the the leaderboard right now anyone who can dethrone goldie games at 422 <laughs> seconds or smab it at 401 seconds uh please play the game uh, if you can do better <laughs> we can learn a lot from that uh, and make the game better from it 
So we'd appreciate that. I'll try my best. Okay. <laughs> I, I have one, one more thing to plug. So we, we on uh, May 22nd is National Goat Day, in case you didn't oh. know. Oh. <laughs> Very popular holiday. Um, we celebrate it now. There is a, uh, a goat sanctuary that I heard of uh, that is, uh, I believe, in California. It's called Goatlandia. It's uh, goatlandia.org. It's a farm animal sanctuary, and they take in all sorts of animals, um, goats and otherwise. Uh, if you if you feel like being charitable, you can go to goatlandia.org, give a donation on National Goat Day. I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, feel free to send that to uh, send the link to us too. Okay, we'll we'll uh, promote that as well. We'll do. Cool. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, right? yeah thank we you. really thank appreciate. You so it. I highly appreciate. Yeah. No, we had a we had a great time, and and, and thanks for giving us a platform to to talk about our game. Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you that uh, uh, I downloaded that uh, on the iPhone success, so and it worked fine. Okay. So I don't know if if that's. I'm sure there might be some older iPhones out there still floating around. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that it, it worked fine on that, so okay, that's I didn't good have any issues. So that's good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again, and I uh, so appreciate much. your time and uh, coming on with us. And uh, we hopefully, hopefully, we'll be talking to you sometime soon down the road. Yeah. yeah thanks, looking guys. Looking forward to it. All thanks, right. Guys. Nice thank meeting you. you guys. It's been really nice fun. Take care.